Well, hey there. This is Jim, and I was just thinking. So it's a damp, cloudy, miserable-looking day out here as I walk little Miss Reagan before we go into the office and go to work. But... The meteorological conditions aside, it is truly a lovely day, a sunshiny day, because today is the day I have been waiting for, for two and a half years. Yes, today is April 6th, 2022. I'm finally going to get to use my concert ticket from March 15th, 2020 to go see the phenomenal, the fantastic, the fantabulous Steve Hackett in concert. And I will sit my butt down at least for a portion of the concert I'm sure there'll definitely be some standing for the English gentleman and his guitar at some point. But I will be in seat 108, row B. That's right. I am up close and personal. Now, the Whitaker, they actually have three rows ahead of row B, which are considered orchestra pit seating. So those are the rows that are actually right in front of the stage, but yeah, five rows. And I am on uh, stage middle left. I'm not completely stage left, I'm middle left. So I will be sitting just to the left of Steve Hackett, who takes center stage. And probably right in front of me will be the keyboardist. And a little off to his left is the flautist in Steve's band. Because of course he's doing a bunch of 70s Genesis and that had Peter Gabriel on flute. So they need a flautist who also plays clarinet, plays a little bit of keyboard, a little bit of percussion stuff. So I think that poor guy's got a different job every song. Nice thing about right now is you can kind of see full shows that people have recorded on their phone and upload it to YouTube. So, I know just a few days ago, it was in New York City. So, I have an idea about what the playlist is going to be, and I think the show's going to be about two and change. It's fair for a concert. So, and it will be primarily 
Genesis material. He does have a large catalog of solo material since he left Genesis in 77. And put an album out. I want to say in 20, 2020, he actually did have an album he was supporting uh, for the original show. So hopefully we'll get to hear some solo stuff. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm a, I'm a big Genesis fan. Well, let me say this. I'm a big um, Abacab and older Genesis fan. So 1981 and earlier. I love all that stuff. I don't mind the stuff that followed it, but it really did start to get away from the progressive rock and more to the four chords and a hook pop song, which is fine. And I mentioned this before. It made them a lot of money, so their bank accounts are definitely healthier. Um, it's more accessible music, right? So that's fine. Their career, their rules. But my opinion, my preference. There you go. So, yep. So I got this. Finally getting to see this guy. And, uh, yeah, I've been waiting two and a half years. Because uh, I still have the envelope from the Whitaker. When they uh, sent me my ticket in the mail. And uh, the postmark is October 25th. 2019. So yes, I've had this ticket in my hot little hands since October of 2019. So it really has been two and a half years of waiting to see this show. So I am ecstatic. Ecstatic. Very, very ecstatic. So I'm going to do this as actually a two-part show. I thought about doing this recording and then, you know doing it like the 1960s Batman and leaving you with a cliffhanger you know and some bad puns and telling you to come back for the same bat time same bat channel but the nice thing about this is I can actually go ahead and record my thoughts after the show after the show so that's what I'm going to do I'm going to pause this leave it on the, the player here and then after the show, I'm going to give you my thoughts. And then we'll just all wrap it up. There you go. So until the curtains close on Mr. Hackett this evening. See you later. Well, good morning again. It is now the morning after the Steve Hackett concert. And let me just tell you, it was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. So, a couple things. So, this is at the, uh, the Whitaker Theater here in uh, Harrisburg. Or actually, say up there in Harrisburg from where I am, geographically speaking. And I've never been to the Whitaker. Or, as my good buddy Carlos would say, in his lovely British accent, Whitaker. Well, I had assumed 
that uh, this was a thousand plus seat theater. Au contraire, mon frère. No, no. This is a 900 seat theater, so I think the polite term is intimate. <laughs> it was small. It's a lot smaller than I thought it would be. Which, of course, vastly improves what five rows from the stage looks like. So I walked in and I had row B, seat 108 in the orchestra section. So second row of the orchestra section. But in front of us, there was three rows called the orchestra pit. And if you've been to theaters that actually have an orchestra pit, it's just that, it's a pit. It's a little dugout, if you will, where the orchestra sits so they don't obstruct the view to the stage for the rest of the crowd. And some theaters sell those seats for concerts, and then you are literally at the feet of the person performing on the stage. Well, this orchestra pit was very unpit-like. It was basically, what, an area that they put in a bunch of chairs. Uh, now, not folding chairs, but those stackable metal chairs. You know, the nice stackable metal chairs with the, the cushions on them and all. But that's all it was. It's three rows of those. So, I mean, how big is a chair, right? So, at best, and even this is probably a bit conservative, but at best, it was 20 feet from the stage and almost dead center. So, yep, had he had a mind to, Mr. Hackett could have hawked a loogie and put one right on my chest. <laughs> he was so close. I couldn't believe it. Um, thankfully, he did not have a mind to do such things. He's a very polite person from all accounts, and he certainly appeared that way on stage. So, there you go. But this show was supposed to happen in 2020, and for our show, he was going to do a mix of solo material and uh, Genesis material. Because, of course, most people know him as the guitarist from the 70s version of Genesis. Well, of course, that show didn't happen thanks to COVID. And then he toured a little bit in 21 where he could thanks to COVID. Um, and he did the same thing, a mix of solo and Genesis material. But in 20, they were highlighting the 1973 album, Selling England by the Pound. And in 21, and currently, they're highlighting the live 1977 album, Seconds Out, which, by the way, was my very first Genesis album. 
little story on that. So, as most Americans, I had never heard of Genesis because I didn't make the, the the radio until about '78 with a song called "Follow You, Follow Me." But you had to be on the FM album stations to hear that. It did not make top 40, really. So, I don't know, 78 here in the States. We're very much into disco at that point. So, it was the Bee Gees. That's what you were hearing on the uh, the AM top 40 stations. So, uh, first song I actually really heard from them that broke into that market was a song called Turn It On Again from the 1980 album Duke. Well, I was an instant fan of that. There was also a song called Misunderstanding. It's a very pop-oriented song, so that made the radio as well, too. And uh, so I told my mom I really like this band. And uh, these are the songs I like. Um, I believe they are on the same album. If you could find that album and buy me this album, that would be great. Well, my mom being my mom, <coughs> walked in and said, well, if a solo solo album, you know, an album with one disc on it is good, this thing here that has two discs is probably twice as good. And that two-disc album was called Seconds Out, which, of course, featured songs from 1976. Actually, yeah, 1976 and earlier, so a whole bunch of stuff I had never heard of before. All right, very much in the Peter Gabriel uh, area of Genesis, and then the very beginning of the Phil Collins era with '76 uh, album called "A Trick of the Tail." And I listened to it. Of course, initially I was like, "What the heck is this stuff?" Because it sounded nothing like like disco, right? It sounded nothing like the Bee Gees. It sounded nothing like what was you know current on pop radio in, you know, 70, 78, 79, and 80. And uh, I was immediately a fan. So I was very happy to hear that I was going to be seeing them do that album. Again, really, it's a live album. So they basically were just doing the songs from the live album in the order that they did them on the live album. So I thought that was kind of a neat little way to do it. But, uh, yeah, we're going to turn around and pop because it's raining today. So, so he got up and he went into a solo song called Every Day, which is, I think, my favorite solo song that he has uh, from his solo career from he basically started a solo career. Technically, he started in 76 while he was still in Genesis. Um, but uh, officially, it started in 77 after he left. And uh, this song that I like actually came out on an album in 1978. And it's, he has a number of songs that I love, but this is without a doubt my favorite song he does. And it was the first song he did. Uh, and it's got a... Geez, three and a half, four minute guitar solo in it, which of course, you know, if you're, you know, going to see guitar player, you should probably expect a couple of solos. So it started off with a bang, you know, so that was just amazing. Then of course he said, you know what? I realize you, uh, you folks have been waiting a, uh, a little while 
for us to show up thanks to COVID. And uh, he said, I'm going to do something today that I've never done on stage. And he said, I'm going to, I'm going to play the entirety of Selling England by the Pound and then seconds out back to back. So he says, we'll see how it goes. I've never done it before. We'll see. Uh, he said, of course, you know, anything that would be repeated, you know, that came off of the, uh, the 73 album that we played live um, in the Seconds Out album, uh, we obviously will not play again. Unless you'd like us to play all night long, which, of course, you know, you know, you know people say that because, you know, you're going to gauge the response of the crowd. And, of course, the crowd went nuts. And like, yeah, we would have stayed there all night long. I absolutely would have stayed there all night long with that guy. But, uh, but yep. So that's what they did. And, uh, it was just, it was phenomenal. But the thing that I really enjoyed as an amateur, and, you know, the less I practice, the more amateur I get, um, musician. I was in a garage band in my teens and early 20s, uh, because I am a bass player. So I actually, I'm not one of those people who's a bass player because there were better people who could play guitar than me. I actually started out as a bass player. I actually started out on upright bass. That was actually the first string instrument I played. I actually took a couple of lessons uh, in school. Um, but unfortunately, they like to have those lessons during the middle of social studies. And yeah, my mom was not a big fan of me missing social studies to go and uh, plank around on an upright bass. So those stopped oh, shortly after they started. I don't think I took more than about four lessons before it was like, yeah, no, you're missing too much social studies. They need to pick another time. But there it was. So, and then shortly after that, I got an electric bass. I, of course, also got a guitar because every teenager gets a guitar, I think whether you know how to play it or not. And so I learned how to play both. But no, I am a bass player from the beginning. So I enjoy the low end as it is. But, uh, but yeah. So, uh, you got, you got something there, pup? Anyway. But what I enjoyed, of course, having been in a, in a band before, was watching the reactions of the different musicians, all of whom were incredibly talented. And again, it's another one of these things, you know, which goes back to the whole, you know, music industry that, you know, yeah, you do have to show up with talent. Um, talent is part of the mix, but luck is part of the mix as well. And frankly, and sadly, luck is probably more of the mix than actual talent, because each one of these people were incredibly talented. Um, again, I could name the drummer. You've never heard of him. I could name the, the bass player. You've never heard of him. The keyboardist. Uh, they had a flautist. You would never heard of any of these guys, all right? You probably, if you're not in the Genesis prog rock kind of listening person, you may never even heard of Steve Hackett. All incredibly talented people, all right? But... You know, this is the way the music business works. So, uh, but I just love watching the uh, 
the reactions between them, you know, kind of get the, you know, you'd hear the, uh, you know, somebody would miss a note, you know, and you could see the look across and somebody would start giggling, you know, and I'm like looking and I'm like, ooh, you know, I heard that, you know, like, whoops, that's me, sorry, you know, not that there was a whole lot of that, but, you know, <clears throat> I, I listen to these songs quite a lot, so, you know, I know where every note is supposed to be and what they're supposed to be hitting when they're supposed to be hitting it. So I'm uh, I'm an overzealous fan when it comes to their music. So yeah, it was pretty pretty fun. And I mean they were definitely they were definitely having a good time up on stage. So, you know. This for this tour, this was literally a show that ended up getting um, sandwiched into the rest of the tour because again this was supposed to happen two years ago so they were supposed to have this one done already so literally this like let's find a time when we can kind of zip over to Harrisburg and finally do this tour we were supposed to you know this show we were supposed to do two years ago so you know really appreciated that the band decided to do that because they certainly could have said listen guys sorry um we didn't start a pandemic um it just doesn't fit in our schedule sorry here's your money back and see ya uh, but no, they didn't do that. They 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 came out and they were smiling and having a great time and waving at the waving at the people on you know in the front rows, which by the way was me. Uh, you know, I'm pointing and I mean the crowd was good. Um, but the other thing that also was kind of fun because you know again I've been going to concerts for quite a while. So and uh, the thing that I noticed, of course, I sat down. And uh, sat down to these two nice guys. And, uh, you know, I had a couple of <laughs> a couple of quick uh, realizations. Um, this was, of course, the first show. Um, yeah, this is actually the first concert um, that I've ever been to that I didn't smell anything burning, shall we say. Um, yep. Um, I'm thinking even all the way back to 2014 when I saw um, uh, Journey, the latest recreation of Journey, um, with their Filipino lead singer, who does sound like Steve Perry, um, and uh, and Cheap Trick. Uh, yep, this is. I think this is the only rock and roll show I've ever been to that I didn't actually smell anything. So uh, that was unique. Um, but, you know, I was sitting with these guys, and they're like, oh, hey, have you ever seen these guys before? And I said, yeah, you know, I saw Steve Hackett last, that back in 1986, when he was part of a, uh, a duo with Steve Howe, the incredible guitarist from Yes, uh, and they had a band for a year, literally for a year, called GTR, of course, short for guitar, go figure, right? Um, which was a great, great band, great show, um, but I, that was the last time I actually saw him. Um, of course, the guy sitting next to me goes, oh, yeah, I saw him in Madison Square Garden back in 1974. And I'm like, okay, it's going to be that kind of a show. And, of course, at that point, I'm looking around, you know, and, and everybody's got a little bit of a gut, <laughs> very little hair, unless, you know, they had lots of hair. You go like, yeah, you're going to be 80 years old and have long hair. You're just, that's you're going to be your jam, right? Um and I had a very funny thought that literally I was trying not to think about too long because I'm going to end up being one of those people that was sitting there giggling to myself and people to go, oh, you, you, you did something before you came here, which is why, you know, everything's funny to you. But uh, literally looking around, thinking to myself, I think this is the first concert I've ever been to where the entire audience could then go to Denny's 
and get 15% off as, you know, for the senior discount. Because <laughs> like, everybody here is like 55 and over. So, you know, I was kind of thinking about, so if this was 1986, what would this crowd look like? You know, kind of looking at some people going, I wonder what you look like, you know, when you were 26 as opposed to, you know, in your mid or mid 50s to late, you know, to 60s here. So it was that kind of a crowd. So I was having fun with the guy next to me. It was like, you know, you know, you know, first person gets a dollar who can spot somebody in this crowd who's under who's under 40. And I'm just like, yeah, because it's going to be that kind of crowd here. So but it was it was it was great. It was great. Um, you know, again, everybody who was there wanted to be there. It was really it, the crowd was very jazzed for it. And this is where we'll end because we're at, back at the driveway here. Um, so I mentioned fifth row from the stage. Well, for whatever reason, the people in front of me, uh, and I think these people had probably bought a block of seats because literally it was like four or five seats. So it was in front of me, and I was in front of the uh, the the guy to the to the right of me, and the guy next to him. Who went, very nice conversation with them throughout the whole whole show. Um, for whatever reason, uh, row four decided not to show up. And so not only was I within 20 feet of the stage, I had an unobstructed view. Uh, so huzzah, I mean, just just incredible. Just an incredible, incredible show. Um, I don't recommend waiting two and a half years uh, for concerts, but if you have to wait two and a half years for a concert, let me tell you, this, this was worth every second of that wait. Um, just couldn't be more pleased if I wanted to. So there you are. That's it. Hands getting cold, it's drizzly, it's damp. Uh, as my Irish relatives and my Scottish relatives would say, it is a soft morning here in South Central PA. So uh, I'm going to get back inside. See you later. Who's a good puppy, huh? Who's a good puppy? <laughs>